0: If you want Colts talk all year long, you're in the right place. Taylor hit, but he bounces into the end zone.
1: How can we, like you mentioned, as pillars, as guys who are leaders on this team, how can we turn that around?
0: Play action. Now he's in trouble and he's going to be brought down. A sack for the Colts. DeForest Buckner back to the 27-yard line. Never quit.
1: I never not fall. I never not compete. And I will always continue to be a great, great leader, great competitor.
0: Now he checks it down left side looking for the end zone for Alec Pierce. And he's got it. Touchdown! This is the official
2: Colts podcast, giving you an
0: updated look at what's new with the horseshoes. In the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, let's get the podcast
2: started. Welcome to the Colts official podcast. My name is Jeffrey Gorman. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, joins me. Also coming up, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com, Lara Overton. We're going to be looking at the updates for the Colts head coaching search as it moves into week four. We're going to talk about the upcoming Super Bowl with Judy Batista from NFL.com, longtime New York Times NFL journalist. We're going to go down Super Bowl memory lane and break down the best Super Bowl performances of all time all time matey all time <laughs> the whole thing i know where you're going with that one we're also going to play around to let's make a deal monty hall comes back we got some <laughs> colts offseason scenarios and i will be playing the role of monty hall
0: he was good back in the day
2: wasn't he ooh boy there were some good game shows back in the day matey we'll talk about that down the road i am i'm going to bring you would that know. up you would i'm going to bring that up about game shows cuz this last couple of weeks i did a game show or two way back in the day but some of the best game shows we're going to be talking about but let's make a deal is coming up on this podcast Jack- Jeffrey Gorman is the Forrest
0: Gump of Colts football. Let's go. Because you've had like 16 different prior lives. That's it, man.
2: When I was about 24 years old, (laughs) I said, man, I've done a lot of crap up to now. (laughs) Just keep it going. (laughs) Let's keep it going.
0: Yeah, I've only been alive for a That's quarter century. It's like, <laughs> if I died now, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Try that. He
2: was, wasn't he an artistic director at a Yeah. Yeah, Jeez.
0: you're cutting grass at Alabama, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> it is. That's a good one, Mayte. All right, let's get into some head coaching search. By the way, we're brought to you by our friends at Win. Yes, sir. Especially with the Super Bowl coming up. Find all you need when it comes to wagering on the big game at winbet.com. Here we go, entering week four, Mayte, of this head coaching I think coaching it actually search. might be
0: week five, isn't
2: it? I'm going to say four. All right, week four, Is that four or five? Week I It doesn't I, matter. I said going in, when I say they, I mean Jim Irsay, Colts, Chris Ballard, the general manager, said, right. Hey, we're going to take our time on this thing, yep. Mayte. Okay, so last week the Colts hosted candidates for second interviews, and according to NFL rules, the Colts were able to conduct interviews with candidates that are coaching in the Super Bowl if those candidates previously had at least one interview with the Colts prior to last week. Now, Matt... If the Colts want to hire a coach that is playing in the Super Bowl, they're not going to be able to do so, not even talk about it, until that game is over. Announce and, it, yeah. And, and that that means the season is over. Right. Mete, should we, Colts fans, you know, all around the nation, especially here in Indianapolis, should we start to worry that the Colts are one of two teams that don't have a head coach yet?
0: I don't think so. I mean, like we said last week, I still think the Colts are in a good position to get the guy that they want, that they covet. And like we heard Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay say, the number one quality that they're in search of in terms of the head coach is leadership. And that takes time to identify and it kind of takes time to flush out how each guy would lead and what they're looking for and, and how that would look like, how that would translate to the team on the field, off the field. Now, that being said, like we said last week, the longer this goes, the more time uh, other teams have to assemble their staffs, right? You're seeing coordinator jobs getting filled by other teams that have already hired their head coaches, right? You saw Giro Averro, and we know the Colts. Frank
2: scooped him up. Yeah,
0: got signed to be the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, and we know the Colts brought him in for an initial interview for their head coaching position a couple weeks ago. Um, you're also starting to see your existing staff dealing with the uncertainty by taking jobs elsewhere. That's pretty normal. I mean, this week we saw Colts running backs coach Scotty Montgomery. Good gig. Yeah, goes to Detroit. He becomes the assistant head coach. good gig for him. You know, under Dan Campbell to be also the running backs coach for the Lions. So this is pretty normal. And if you go back when Frank Reich replaced Chuck Pagano back in 2018, I think only two out of 22 existing coaches were retained by Frank on his staff. So again whoever is hired to be the head coach of the Colts is predominantly going to bring in his guys and he's going to hire, you know, his coordinators so we'll see if the new head coach is interested in, in keeping Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator right. and predominantly you know, his staff you know, of defensive coaches on that side of the ball, that's something that's also in play as well.
2: For sure. I am the stick in the mud here on this podcast, and let me explain on that. I'm the no fun guy because by NFL rules and by Colts uh, in-house rules, I can't talk to you guys about candidates. I can't talk to our audience about candidates. It's just we're following the rules. It's what we're doing. The national media picks it up and stuff, but we're staying in our lane. I don't want to get dinged with any fines or anything. <laughs> I really don't, so I'm sorry about that. I'm if just I here so I don't get names, fined. That's what I'm saying, but you know, we talked about the Super Bowl and the hiring and stuff like that, so the puzzle continues to be pieced together. We're going to find out more latest with it. Mayte, any advantage any advantage in this whole thing of just sitting back, waiting, hiring your guy? We know about staffs getting filled out right now. The, the candidate pool for coordinators yeah, and quality right. control and wide receivers, coaches, et cetera. It goes down and down. Any advantages to waiting on this long?
0: Well, I think the biggest advantage is you just make sure you get it right. I mean, so many times once the season is over, you see all the teams that have head coaching vacancies. It's it's almost you, you try to hire the hot name or the, the biggest marquee name right away so that you're the first one to get that guy in and you... You you have the the perceived great hire and and the most coveted coach, and you can start to fill out your staff the fastest. But, you know, the Colts are being thorough, all right? There's no doubt about that. And they want to uh, have an open mind, again, about what leadership looks like going forward, what the foundation of this team is going to look like. How are they going to build an offense? You know, what would they do at the quarterback position? Um, How would, uh, you know, these head coaches conduct practices and training camps and and things like that? So the advantage is that you're making sure – You take time to get it right so that you set yourself up for success, hopefully you know for the next five to ten years if you get this hire right. So if you think about it, and we're going to talk to Judy about this in just a handful of minutes, but the Colts have to hire or make two enormous decisions in a span of just a couple of weeks, a couple of months. They first have to hire the head coach, who again is hopefully going to be here for the next five, ten years, and then the quarterback too if they decide to go that route in the draft picking fourth Um, in the first round. So those are two enormous decisions the Colts are going to have to make this upcoming offseason. So it's it's all about getting the foundational success right for this team to act as a launching pad now going forward.
2: They're taking their time. Ballard spoke of it, said, hey, we may not bring this thing after the Super Bowl it may long into that. or or wind into that long, that length of a search. I I
0: expect, though, and this I have no insider information, right, just going along with what you said, certain things you can't talk about, but I can talk about my gut. Yeah, what's your gut? Go ahead. My gut says we'll have – a head coach next week following the Super Bowl. Following the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what your gut says. I do think you'll have an announcement next week. You're
2: also, your gut also registers 55% ragu
3: at this
0: point. So, <laughs> so you, take you, it for <laughs> what it's worth then, right? <laughs> you know, big old tub
2: of ragu. Mate, hey, uh we're going to find out more. You can always follow along at Colts.com and also with the Colts Twitter and Instagram on social media. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be juicy. We're going to be flying. I think next week's show at this time we'll have a lot more to talk about. Perhaps,
3: maybe. Hey. Right.
2: But perhaps, like you said, I think, uh, yeah, if you guys are fans of this show, please tune in next week. You said it. Judy Batista is coming up here in a minute. We're going to talk about the upcoming Super Bowl. Mate, I want to dash this on you really quick. Uh Uh-oh. I saw the Monday night Super Bowl, the media event that went on, okay, in Arizona Mm -hmm. when they fill almost the whole stadium. Here's what I say, man. Good on the NFL. I was looking at it last night, fans up in the stands like they're watching a game, but not only that, they get to see these A-list players, they get to see guys they've never seen their face before because they've been wearing helmets the whole time. And and it was awesome. I mean, it really was awesome. If you're a football fan and you're up there and you're sitting in the stands, I love that the NFL is the biggest game in town that they can literally sell tickets and fill a stadium
0: for guys talking
2: for a press conference. For yeah, Like yes. multiple
0: press conferences. Yeah, multiple. Right? I know. I exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. hundreds right. of. them. It's I, like the Comic Con of NFL, really? right? Because that's you have a good one. you have all the that's a great uh, one. Yep. How do I put this lightly? You have all the non-football sure. interests. Sure you know, competing at the same time, like people dressed up as Spider-Man it, and Green yeah. Man. And I, I didn't watch a lot of it because you, you, you've sort of seen that song and dance before, but but that's right. That's kind of what it is. It's it Comic-Con is. of the NFL.
2: I love it. And we are in season, but this thing's 365, 24-7 with the NFL. They do the same thing with the draft. Right. We're going all different cities and mm-hmm. such. The combine down the road, we hate to see it leave Indianapolis, but that's going to be juiced But up. it's not
0: yet. Right. Yeah, they'll keep rebidding, and I, my guess is – Indianapolis will keep making that same logical common sense push that they always make. And you talk to all the football, you know, NFL insiders. Yeah. They're like, why would you ever move this? No one wants it to move. Why are we even talking about it moving? And Two. cooler heads tend to prevail on the almighty dollar and, you know, keeping it sensical in Indianapolis.
2: Absolutely. So we, we hope that the combine sticks here. But, again, the NFL doing what is right. I think the next thing we're going to see is off-season hard knocks, coaching staffs <laughs> and stuff like that. Mete, and podcasters. I'm serious. <laughs> yes, I'm Good serious. Lord. Like, you know, cameras everywhere in this league just to get the word out great, make it the global sport that, you know, these guys that run the NFL want this thing bigger than worldwide than soccer. It's going to take a minute yeah. for that. That's well, kind of
0: like what, what, uh, what the next pick is, though, yeah. right, to a certain degree with what the Colts do Colts in-house. Do The video production following the draft and all the moving and shaking leading up to it, especially this. Draft with the Colts picking number four overall and, right now, number and maybe four. going QB. Right, right now, exactly. number
2: four. Is there a Monty Hall future and Chris <laughs> Ballard? You deal. know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to move up. I'm going to move back. Find out. We're going to find out more. Absolutely. May take good stuff. Love talking to you. Let's sit down with Judy Batista now. We're going to welcome in the legendary Judy from NFL.com, longtime writer for the New York Times. When you cover the NFL, Judy, for as long as you have, you become legendary. So, congratulations.
4: Or you just become old, which I also am. <laughs> no, no. I am mean, <laughs> <that's> okay. <laughs> See, Jeffrey's old,
2: but
0: yeah. he's not legendary. Well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm old, but I'm minus the legendary. Judy Batista joins us here. I know we got a lot to go over to Colts Head Coaching Search. Obviously, the big game coming up on Sunday in Arizona. But you have spent some time at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. And a couple of things that uh, that I was reading on your social media about that is safety becomes a factor in the NFL. Did you see any correlation with the way that they were running the NFL Pro Bowl this year and possible changes into the rules of the NFL, current NFL,
4: due to safety? I I, I thought that what they did with the Pro Bowl this year that was really interesting, like, you know, playing sort of the flag football game and then the sort of skills competitions. I, I thought that was um, a good way of getting, like, competition in without hitting mm-hmm. um and i thought the, you know look i thought the flag football stuff was especially compelling because the players were pretty competitive i mean i was you know like you saw receivers sort of diving for balls and things like that and i sort of wondered if they would do that it was actually more competitive than like the recent pro Bowls where they were playing what you know football sure. sure um so like uh, look I, I don't know if any of that is going to influence um rules changes but there's no question. I mean, they, you know, they, the league did a conference call on it, their injury data uh, only a few days ago talking about um, potential rules changes. So uh, certainly the the move is to make the game safer. They are pushing flag football for kids, mm-hmm. um, and that is certainly the way of the future.
2: Hey, I, I like seeing Peyton Manning bark at some of his players, bark at the crazy, referees. Right? and I yes. mean, hey, I'm all for that. So if we're going to have flag football 17 weeks a year and Manning's involved, I'm in.
4: The fact that Peyton knew the rules of flag football <laughs> like that should surprise absolutely nobody.
2: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We are talking to Judy Batista here. Judy, okay, let's go into the Colts head coaching search. What is the national look into this organization as far as Uh, hiring of this head coach, the way the past season has gone down, and the amount of candidates at Indianapolis that we have brought in this year. I know it's odd, not a lot, not that many number. You don't see uh, year in and year out with head coaches search, but this one is different. What is the national media thinking about this search?
4: Um, I actually think that the national media is not quite as turned off by the searches. You might think, like, I think it's good to take your time on these searches, and I think in the past, teams have rushed through searches and that has resulted in bad decisions being made. This is something that like owners and the league office have, have talked about, like sort of trying to slow down the process. Um, And uh, it was something that actually Dan Rooney, the late Dan Rooney used to talk to his fellow owners about like, what's the rush, like slow down Mm -hmm. and take your time and talk to a wide variety of people. Um, And so I, I think that that's actually good. I mean, I, I think it's good to see the Colts doing that. And, and you know, now they are narrowing, you know, they're going to narrow the field down and maybe bring people back in even for second and even maybe third interviews. But that's good. I mean, it is, you know, other than the quarterback decision, like there's no bigger decision in a franchise. And so um, you got to get this right. And obviously this was a very tumultuous season for the Colts. And so I think sort of stepping back and taking a deep breath and talking to a lot of people and picking their brains about what they think about the roster Mm -hmm. and what they think about, you know, who would be the quarterback going forward and how would you proceed? I think that's all good. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, you know, I think there's some curiosity about what the final decision is going to be, though. No question about it.
0: You know, Judy, I'm not certainly not going to tell you anything you don't know as far as this is concerned. But I mean, if you look at the last couple of years and the divisional round, the team's in the playoffs that make it that far. I mean, they're traditionally have been guided by offensive-minded head coach, you know, former offensive coordinators mm-hmm. or guys that come from from that background, that side of the ball. Given where I've been asking everybody, you know, when we talk about the, the Colts coaching search, just like to throw it out there. I mean, when you look at the success of teams in the NFL and, and sort of what's winning and what's working, Uh, in modern-day NFL football, given where the Colts were at towards the end of the season offensively, would you be surprised if the Colts didn't hire uh, a head coach with an offensive background, given how they fell off towards the end of the year on that side of the ball?
4: Well, or I would be surprised if they don't hire a coach who has a – if it's a defensive coach who doesn't have a very strong offensive coordinator. Sure. And a very good offensive coordinator, right? It's got to be one of those two things. Um, Look, there's no question that the – the push over the last however many years now has been toward offensive minded head coaches. And I mean, just look at the last few teams that were standing, Mm -hmm. right. They, you know, the offensive coaches dominated, those are the two Super Bowl teams too. So, um, yes, I think that's important, but I, you know, Jim Merce has a very strong idea of what his team needs. I mean, you know, I know that there are caricatures about Jim, but Jim is, um, a, a, mostly an old school owner um, who is um, doesn't want to meddle in his football team, um, and you know he followed like Wellington Mara and Dan Rooney, and those are the people who sort of mentored him um, as he was coming up as an owner. And so uh, I, I would not be surprised if he hired a you know a coach who comes from the defensive side. I'm thinking, for instance, like a Raheem Mars, as long as in the interview process, whoever that coach is has come with the idea of this would be my offensive coordinator. This is what we would do. You know, there's no question you need that um, if you're a defensive coach. Um, You know, I I, I don't discount any possibility because I think Jim has a a pretty sort of broad world view of, of how the team runs and that it doesn't just have to be an offensive head coach, you know, and have that guy call the plays.
2: That's Judy Batista from NFL.com. Judy, I want to talk about the Colts' first-round draft choice because I think that plays into this coach's hire quite a bit. And we just heard Matt talking about the offensive side of the ball and offensive coordinator. Hey, the Colts are going to get one of those top three quarterbacks. I mean, unless something happens, this team needs a quarterback. How much does that come into play on the head coaching search, keeping in mind that one of those three, four guys that they may have their eye on is coming into this organization with as much responsibility as that head coach hire?
4: Yeah, no, there's no question that that's got to be a part of a big part of the, you know, the time that they're spending with these candidates is, you know, who do you like in this draft? What do you think? How would you build a team around him? What, you know, what would be your plan for developing him? All of that. Um, So, yes, that's again, like these are the two most important. The Colts have to make the two most important decisions that you can make in a franchise within the space of, you know, a few weeks sure. of each other. I mean, you're going to hire a coach and then, you know, you start the process and the draft is, you know, April. So, um, you know that is absolutely a part of the interview process and, and where G- they are going to delve into what do you what do you want? Like what kind of quarterback do you want?
2: Right, right. And Judy, you know you've known Jim Irsay a long time. I know that he he mm-hmm. uh, considers you a friend and have been uh, you know business partners, if you will, for a lot of years. When that stuff happens, with, with this year especially, with a new head coach coming in, and you talk about the owner meddling, isn't that something that uh, you've seen through your years covering this league? That sometimes the owners have to say, hey. I'm going to have the final decision. If we're we're grabbing a quarterback that hopefully is a CEO for the next 12 years from this organization, I'm going to make the pick. Do you think that's the way it is with Ursay this year? Uh,
4: I think Ursay has a a lot of faith in Chris Ballard, and quite frankly the reason I think that is because he retained him, right? I mean, this year was not good, and Jim blew a lot of things up. Um, He did not blow up the general manager. So I think he's got a lot of confidence in Chris Ballard's um, expertise. Having said that, I mean, Jim – has spent a lot of time around football, right? I mean, literally, since he was a kid, he has been around the team. Um, and again, you know, he was mentored by some of the sages of the game, and those were men who were very involved in the football decision. So certainly, is Jim going to have a say in who the quarterback is? There's no, qu- I mean, any owner would. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: I, I, I think there's a difference between an owner saying, I like this guy, and an owner, you know, if he butts heads with his general manager, like ordering the general manager to pick somebody, I I don't know. I I, I think the hope is that Jim and Chris and uh, and the other people in the building and certainly the new head coach, whoever it is, Mm -hmm. would be on the same page, would come to an agreement about what the best choice is.
0: That's Judy Batista with us. Calmness from NFL.com. Last one for me, Judy, on the Colts. I mean, you you see the two teams in the Super Bowl, right? You've got – 14-3 14-3 Kansas City, 14-3 and Philadelphia. The Colts played both of those teams this year in, in the regular season. They beat the Chiefs. They should have beaten the Eagles, right? Came close, let it slip away there in the end. But, right, you are what your record says you are. The Colts were 4-12-1. So, again, from your national point of view and your perspective, are the Colts close? Are they far away? Or is it just too hard to tell because of – what we talked about earlier you don't have the quarterback yet you have to make the decision there right. you still don't have the head coach what what is your read on the colts and and your far too early you know prognostications for 2023 <laughs> as we sit here and talk you know the week of the super bowl
4: yeah i don't think they are as far away first of all that is a winnable division let's be clear about that right now the jaguars certainly appear to be a team on the rise and Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback of the future so they're going to be a problem, but that division is is winnable and has been winnable for years, basically since Peyton left. So um, I, I don't think they're that far on that so much. But I mean, there's, there's no way to say what what it's going to be. You don't have a you don't know who the quarterback is going to be. You don't know who the head coach is going to be. Right. You don't know what kind of system. They're, you don't know what other players they're going to acquire in the off season. So there's a lot unknown here to you know to sort of. Categorize where I think the Colts are going to sit in, um but you know, I, I, again, I think that division is open, and so I, I don't think that you necessarily look at this and say like, oh, this is another, this is going to be another four win season. I don't think that's necessarily so. Also, because the Colts were close, as you pointed out, you know, they were close on some of those games. So uh, yes, you are what your record says you are, but like they may not have been as bad as a four-win team.
2: That's true. Judy Batista joins us. Judy, in the past week we've seen Tom Brady retire and, you know, the national and local and everybody in New England and Tampa considered there'll never be another one. There'll never be another one like Tom Brady. And I agree with that. But, boy, oh, boy, we got this kid in Kansas City under Andy Reid's wing. He's showing up at Super Bowl after Super Bowl. He's setting records. I'm just saying, with Tom Brady on the way out, we can talk about him till we're blue in the face and how great he is. Is he the heir apparent? And I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. And does he have the same sort of caliber or same sort of channel that 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 Brady had to win the Super Bowls that he mounted did? And is he on that run right now? Are we looking at the next great quarterback that goes down in history as 1-2 behind Brady?
4: Well, I think he certainly has the potential. Is he going to win seven Super Bowls? I mean, that seems <laughs> you know, unfathomable. I mean, Brady went to 10 Super Bowls. That's just crazy, a crazy number. So will he do that? I don't know. But like, he and Tom Brady, meaning Mahomes and Tom Brady, are the only two quarterbacks who went to three Super Bowls in their first six seasons in the NFL. Mm. So he's on that pace. The question is, can he maintain that pace? That's what was so... Crazy about the Patriots and Brady is they maintained it. Um, I certainly think Mahomes can can keep getting there um, be, as long as he's with Andy Reid. And, you know, Andy is 64, uh, I think, and, so, um, and showing absolutely no signs of wanting to retire. And I, I was talking to Steve Mariucci from the NFL Network who is still very close to Andy Reid, and he said, like, you know, you'd have to have your head examined to break that up. Like, no doubt. you know, Andy not walking away from that quarterback anytime soon. So certainly, I mean, I I don't think there's any question Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game right now and will be for quite a while. I think he's got and I think what's really good, just as Brady had Peyton pushing him, um, it's fairly obvious that Joe Burrow is a superstar and that Josh Allen is a superstar. And so uh, at least in the AFC, you've got three guys who are probably going to keep pushing each other. Uh, what I think you know is is interesting is can they get in the Chiefs' way? Because for so long the Patriots dominated the AFC, and that's what was so I think impressive about about Brady is how many like AFC championship games they went to in a row. It was something like eight, I think, which mm-hmm. is nuts. Um, so can the Chiefs keep doing that? You know, the, I mean, the, you know, the, the Bengals are going to be in the way. It seems pretty obvious. The Bengals are going to be in the way. The Bills will be in the way. So. They they might actually have a harder road than, than the Patriots did for all those years. But certainly Mahomes is, I mean, he's clearly the best quarterback in the game right now. And and dazzling, like in a way that, you know, Brady was very good at carving up defenses intellectually. What, what Mahomes is so compelling um, about is he matches that with just the insane physical gifts, right? Oh, yeah, the improvisation right. that is just so fun to watch.
0: Without question, final, final thing here with Judy Batista, calmness from NFL.com. I did not realize Nick Sirianni was on the Chiefs staff in 2012 as a wide receivers coach, the year before Andy <laughs> Reid was hired, and Andy Reid did not retain Nick Sirianni <laughs> to stay Juicy. with the Chiefs. I, I did not realize. So that's, that's sort of, Judy, that that qualifies as like an under-the-radar, yeah. sneaky good uh, storyline going into the Super Bowl for you what's another good storyline that you're tracking and you're writing about this week
4: well I mean this is not an under the radar one but the fact that Andy uh, has had such a significant influence on both of these franchises I mean last week Jason Kelsey the you know all- pro center um, mm-hmm. in Philadelphia said like the winning culture that is still in place in Philadelphia is is still what Andy Reid put in place, right? Like there are still guys there, including Kelsey, who were drafted by Andy Reid. They're the ones who set the culture there. So the fact that he, Andy, got both of these teams to four straight conference championship games is wild. And I think that's sort of an underappreciated part of Andy Reid's resume. Um uh, so that I think is, is interesting, like Andy facing his oh, whole yes. team, not not for the revenge factor, but just the incredible influence he had in Philadelphia and how much respect they still have for him there. They obviously don't want him to win this week, but um You know, he is still beloved in
2: Philadelphia. Yeah, for sure, and trading away the video game known as Tyreek Hill and still ending up in the Super Bowl (laughs) and getting a haul for that and getting a bounty for that as far as draft choices go and players and whatnot. So, yeah, Andy's doing something good. Okay, we're going to let you go. I know i love to end with my yes or no segment with you (laughs) national writers, so I got two yes or no questions for you. It's pretty easy, Judy. Are you ready? Does Aaron Rodgers play quarterback in Green Bay next season, yes or no? No. Ooh, I love it. Last one. Does Lamar Jackson play quarterback in Baltimore next year? Yes or no? Uh, yes there it is we got one no one yes we do that with the great (laughs) and legendary judy batista have a great time in arizona enjoy the super bowl love reading what you do and and by the way thanks for all you've done because i've always read you i'm i'm older than you and i've always Uh, read you and and it's just wonderful and i'm i I love that you're a friend of the club as well and everybody has so much respect for you but enjoy this super bowl you got many more to cover
4: and keep up the great work thanks very much a pleasure to talk to you i look forward to Getting to Indianapolis next season.
2: We will see you soon. Great stuff from Judy Batista. Let's welcome in a couple of VIPs. We talked about them earlier. First up, Latte Lara Overton. How are you? Good to <laughs> Freshly latte too. Freshly got one latte. in the
1: hands right now. It yeah. is great
2: to see you as great usual. To see you. I'm going to have this big announcement coming up that Maytay and I have been talking about. Oh. We also bring in from Colts.com. Colts senior writer J.J. Stankovitz. and before we get into Let's Make a Deal, because we are playing some game shows this morning, how did you get the senior title? I didn't. Can we... Come on! Come on now. Every week, Jeffrey, I it's Jeffrey, liter- it's as literally as not my writer. title. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it somewhere, so I've been announcing him as Colts.com senior writer, as opposed to our junior writer, who is...
1: Andrew Walker. Oh, Andy
3: There Walker. we go. <laughs> oh,
2: boy.
5: That was Lara Overton, by the way.
1: You're that the was... one who would always call Andy Walker that. So. Yeah,
5: as a junior. Coles... <laughs> Is that is that just because he did the dogs on their way to work bit, and then oh, he, you yeah. blocked him he on Twitter? Keep yeah. blocking him. I love yeah. dogs, but guys, come on, enough. <laughs> All right,
2: let's make a deal, Mayte. We're going to go through this. Hit the music.
4: You heard him on debt back in the day.
2: I'm Adam. I'm in debt because I took a cash advance on one credit card to pay off another one.
3: I'm Bethany, and I'm in debt because I went on a wild trip to the Bahamas.
2: I'm Jeffrey, and I'm in debt because my fertilizer business made my credit reek. He was the first one off the show. Hey, Latin categories are fun. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm how a moment travels when you're having fun and what Tempus Fugit
0: means. (laughs) Jeffrey. Flying. No, I can't accept that. Bethany or Adam.
4: Time flies. Time flies is correct. Minus 100.
5: Now he's got his
2: own game show that we're doing one time on a podcast in the middle of February. With Lara Overton and J.J. Stankovitz, here's your host... Jeffrey Gorman. Wow. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> NFL offseason for the Colts is in full swing. There's a lot of decisions that need to be made regarding the head coach, free agency, and the possibility of drafting a quarterback with the fourth overall pick. Let's lay out some scenarios behind three doors today, just like they did on the old game show, Let's Make a Deal. Do you guys remember it, Monty Hall?
1: No. Uh,
5: too young for that Jeez, oh.
2: How about Wayne Rooney? What's the guy's name? Wayne, the soccer player. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> the guy's? Isn't, isn't it? Let's make a deal on in the mornings. And Wayne, Wayne
5: Brady. Wayne Brady. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> Megan. Meghan Meghan Markle.
0: Yeah, 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 Megan yeah.
1: Markle was a suitcase gal on that show. <laughs> really? I she think. was. Yeah. She was. Yes. Yeah. God, yeah. Good dig there. Yeah.
0: He was on. Uh, whose
2: line is it Anyways? Whose line?
5: Yeah. Is Very great talented. show. Great yeah. show.
2: Do yeah. you know the one I'm talking about with Wayne Brady?
5: <laughs> I, I don't know the one with Wayne Rooney though. That I can't move off that.
2: Uh, next stop behind door. Fool, swipe Rooney. Can we double back? Can we double back to debt though? Yeah. Uh, how
0: long were you on debt? Like minutes. Yeah, like minutes seven wise. minutes out of there. Is an old
2: game show hosted by Wink Martindale. We brought that up a couple weeks ago because he was one of the coaching candidates. Still is probably. Still is. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I'm saying like, Wink Martindale. We got talking. I went on a game show called Debt, and I said, "Yeah, I was a fertilizer salesman." Uh, makes my credit reek. You could go up to win like ten grand or something. And that my, my, they, fi- they
0: wrote that line for you, right? No, I wrote that. Oh, See okay. fertilizer
2: salesman is uh it was for the people that were watching out there. Because uh-huh. uh, fertilizer <laughs> right, salesman, right, right, right. my dad used to say, son, you sound like a <laughs> salesman with a mouthful of samples. Right. So that went into fertilizer salesman. <laughs> and that's how that did. I had no.
1: Big Larry Gorman. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Very square. If, it. if, any, if, if
5: anyone... anyone missed it, too, if you go back and you listen to that, that opened to this, when Jeffrey says flying, and then it's incorrect, and you get a, Aw, and then the Uh-oh. audience goes, oh, it's the best. My
2: brother was in the audience, and a guy named who I've talked to in years named uh, John B bonds, and they hooted me. They howled me. They had me walking they up going, you. "boo!" They were heckling suck, me. Suck, Gorman. My, my own entourage. Yeah, but <laughs> Man, yes, I was the first one crowd. off the show, and I think it was Melrose Place. Trivia that did me in or oh, something from man. way back in the day, but
1: oh, a little Heather, so we're talking like action?
2: early nineties, early to mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, you guys were still at your middle school recesses, and I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to I was win eating, money. Yeah,
0: cartons of milk, I think
2: <laughs> that's what it was. Okay, time to play. Let's make a deal. I'm going to lay out some scenarios, guys, behind three doors, just like the old game show. We talked about it. The grand prize of this game show is the Colts getting back to the playoffs in 2023. Which scenario has the givens? That best puts the Colts in a position to return to the postseason next year. Are we all on the same page? That is the grand prize, all right? J.J. Stankovic, you were uh, picked randomly out of a hat. You get to go first. You pick a door. Door number one, door number two, or door number three. I want door number one. Door number one. Dang it. What do we got in door number one? Hold on a minute. Now we're going to go into Lara Overton. She is going to pick a door, Lara. We have scenario, we have door, excuse me, one, two, and three. JJ picked door one.
1: One dollar, Bob. One dollar. Oh, wait, wait, that's a different show. That that's is, a different, is right. different game show. Okay, sorry. I'll <laughs> uh, regroup. Going back to my middle school sick days, you know, I did stay at home and watch little Bob Barker. There it is. Uh, I'm going to go with scenario number two, please, Sir, Jeffrey. Lara? Overton
2: picks number two. Okay, JJ Stankovic, door number one. Lara, door number two. Now let's unveil the door number three, the one that you did not pick. The Colts will hire a defensive minded coach. They will re-sign Yannick Ngakwe, and they will retain Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator. I
1: don't hate some aspects of that mm-hmm. right there. Guys, there are some, what good are you op- there are that? some strong options the- right there. I do like the um the path of retaining Gus okay. and building off the success that that defense was able to have and the consistency with which they played in 2022. I like that.
5: I, I like the idea of hiring the right defensive coach okay. who can bring in the the culture that I think this team needs. This team still has good players on it. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that. They went 4-12-1. They're good players on this team. Guys who maybe didn't play up to their level that they believe they should have played at in 2022 one of those guys you know i think you look on the offensive line a guy who admitted it was quentin nelson that he needs to play and you know he said it starts with me the offensive line improvements start with me and i think he will work on that on his own but even a defensive minded coach could have a positive impact on the entire team including the offensive line if you come in and establish the right culture here
2: lara ngakwe you like that that scenario? Gus Bradley
1: back? I, I do. I, I thought that Unique showed you everything that you were hoping to get when you made that trade last year. Um, he was a force on the edge. Unfortunate that, of course, had the injury toward the end of the year. If you're talking about how Chris Ballard prioritizes and he loves to build in the trenches, he loves to have those factors. I do like it. I am intrigued, though. To see the development from some of your young guys, quitty Pay and Dio Dangbo were very strong to finish off the year. So I do think that you could potentially get great production out of those guys if the price tag is just too big to bring back a guy like Yannick Ngakwe because we know that edge rushers do command big dollars on the open market. That
2: was the door that they didn't pick. Again, the Colts hire a defensive-minded coach, re-signing and retain Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator. Now it's time to unveil J.J. Stankovic. You picked door number one. Are you ready? Let's go. The Colts hire a head coach with an offensive background and draft a quarterback wow. with the Ooh. fourth overall pick. Ooh. Congratulations. Is, uh, is that what you think is the easiest way of the playoffs. We're gonna find out. Larry, it's your turn. You pick door number two. The Colts draft a quarterback with the fourth overall pick. And sign a top receiver on the open Ooh. market in free agency. That is behind door number two. Sexy little scenario, right Isn't there. Isn't that? Let's discuss. Let's discuss who got the best of this. game oh, I prize. got,
5: I got the best one here. Really? Look at, look at the four teams that made the uh, championship round this year. Go on. They all are teams with offensive coaches and who drafted quarterbacks in the first round, second round. Or, but I guess Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. But true. they all are offensive coaches with young quarterbacks who were draft picks. And, I mean, the, the Niners drafted Trey Lance. I don't think they expected Brock Purdy to play this year. Um, Brock they all, Purdy didn't expect Brock no, Purdy no, to play this is, year. No. But they all had similar, the, those two things are similar lines you could draw between the 49ers, Eagles, Bengals, yeah. and Chiefs. So I'm feeling pretty good about my scenario. And
1: Mahomes is like the oldest quarterback of those, of that final four.
5: Mahomes is not only the oldest, he's the most experienced. Yeah. But look at Mahomes. Like watching Mahomes in the AFC Championship on a bum ankle. But the way that he was able to process and diagnose things compared to where he was even that first AFC championship against the, the Patriots in 2018, where they took him to overtime and they ultimately lost. Mahomes is like an infinitely better quarterback, mm-hmm. an infinitely smarter quarterback, because he has that experience. And you're going to see that probably with Jalen Hurts, with Joe Burrow, as their careers continue to ascend. But those guys both have offensive-minded head coach. Now, that doesn't mean the coach has to call plays. Andy Reid calls plays. Nick Siriani does not. But I think that that offensive-minded head coach, if you're looking for the quickest fix with the fourth overall pick, I'm feeling pretty good about my scenario. This is not an absolute, but you're feeling like, all right, if you're going to turn over the rock and this is what it's going to say, you're going to feel pretty good about where you're at with a high-picked quarterback and an offensive-minded head coach.
2: Lara, door number two, I like yours, to be honest with you. Colts draft a quarterback with the fourth overall pick, sign a top receiver on the open market in free agency. And I'm just going to have to go to the judges on this. Where's the head coach on that scenario behind the door?
0: Uh, it was an unknown.
2: It was an unknown. That's oh, okay. why, they, that's why right. there's that's only the a hand- caveat. That's, oh, that's why caveat the unknown. See, okay. I,
0: I talked to the producers yes. before the show started. Yes. There, were, there was only a handful of givens in each scenario.
2: Got you. Matt Taylor, by the way, one of the executive producers yeah. behind this game show. Appreciate it, Been Matt. on this
0: game show for a while now. I know Yeah, This have. is probably the best rendition <laughs> of it, to be honest with you.
2: Uh, all right. Scenario three, we talked about Colts hire defensive mind and head coach, re-signing and retain Gus Bradley as defensive coordinator. Scenario one, J.J. Stankovic, Colts hire a head coach with a an offensive background and draft a quarterback lara sell me yeah. on this one the Colts draft a quarterback with the fourth overall pick they sign a top receiver on the open market and free agency
1: okay the argument for this is look at the immediate impact that a.j brown has had on the philadelphia Woo. eagles with jalen hurts where would the eagles be without a.j brown where would jalen hurts be he can only do so much you've got to give him guys to throw the ball too. And you do think that if you have a rookie quarterback coming in, someone who has a veteran savviness can be a huge complementary piece to helping that guy progress and develop and kind of skip a few phases, if you will, in some of those perhaps rookie struggles when you have that type of target on your hands. Now, the thing the factor about this, though, to keep in mind is. This isn't exactly the most enticing open market in free agency for wide receivers this offseason, not an incredibly deep pool that we are seeing right now. But there are some names that you can look at that I think would be enticing to potentially write that check to a guy like Juju Smith Schuster Um, who plays for. The Kansas City Chiefs. So there's another free agent
3: signing exactly. at the wide receiver. Exactly,
1: yeah, right. absolutely. And they, they also they added Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Another also, one. another one yeah. when they lost Tyreek Hill. They went out on the open market, spent some money. I mean, another scenario to throw out to you in which this has worked well Jacksonville, look at the money that they spent <laughs> on offensive targets to help Trevor Lawrence and get we some kinda, help. we kind of chuckled
2: when the, we saw that With a new head coach. Who's laughing now, Kirk's, right? right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Kirk, Christian yeah. Kirk. Kirk's contract. We, know we were kind of laughing about that. So, Do you think people ever call him Captain? Captain Kirk. I think he's
5: too young for that. You, yeah. They yeah, yeah. Yeah. probably yeah. do with Kirk cousins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you
3: yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I, so, Lara, I like this scenario because, like you were talking about with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, I, I think sometimes we try to we try to be too absolute when we're having takes about these guys. Like, yeah. well, Jalen Hurts, eh, he's he's fine. But A.J. Brown really, like, oh, man, he wouldn't be the same without A.J. Brown. But I think they worked really well together because A.J. Brown unlocked Jalen Hurts' ability to not only throw the deep ball, which mm-hmm. he's very good at, but to hit some of those intermediate routes where we saw A.J. Brown. How many times did we see him take a slant and go 56 yards?
1: Unfortunately, way too many times when he was with right. the Tennessee Titans. exactly.
5: But he, he unlocked these two really important aspects of Jalen Hurts' game where now I was listening to something where uh, Brian Johnson, their quarterback coach, kind of bristled at the idea of Jalen Hurts being a dual-threat quarterback. There are some negative connotations that go with that, and he said, no, you're a triple-threat quarterback. You can win with your arm, you can win with your legs, and you can win with your mind. And I think adding A.J. Brown has helped Jalen Hurts accelerate that development in a really smart way. When you add a top receiver – the point is, it can accelerate a quarterback's development because AJ AJ Brown's always open. Like he's <laughs> yeah. literally yeah. that is his Twitter bio is I think it's like one K always open. He is never not open. So as a quarterback, that's going to help you grow confidence in the offense, in the scheme, in your processing ability when you have that guy. And it doesn't help to have Devonta Smith on the other side too.
2: Wow, oh boy, I got to pick a winner here. Behind who? Who is that? you know who's in the driver's seat of this thing? Woo, give me a little music. Wow, well, with the first rendition of Let's Make a Deal, we have not had this before. And I'll tell you what, there's history being made on this show. Matt Taylor, we have a tie for first. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets a trophy. Because I'm just saying, yes, everybody gets a trophy. But I like scenario one. I like scenario two. And again, the grand prize is the Colts getting back to the playoffs. Actually, I could see all three of these scenarios and then wiggling their way back to the playoffs, especially... With they all—if they all—I kind of have one common denominator, yeah. and, I think and there might be a is, mixture
1: of
0: all three of them. Right? I think who knows. that
2: is a new quarterback in this offense, mm-hmm. right? Is right. the ultimate thing, so that's going to get you to the NFL. Hey, playoffs. I don't care
1: what path you take; just get there. Like that's my thing. I don't need to win my take on this one. I just want to see it happen. Like you're talking about getting back to the postseason uh, next year.
2: I just want to tell you, I don't have any consolation prizes for this game show. But Matt Taylor, this is a true story. When I was on <laughs> debt, when I was on death, <laughs> okay, they sent me. A plastic piggy bank Because that's That's oh, the yeah. kind of the uh, It's on the It was on the yeah. commercial For the show right. And stuff like that so Help they, you in debt They gave me that one And a Belure sweatsuit Oh, do you still oh, have it? No, I don't have it. Literally a wow. sweatsuit. It came in the mail. They said, give me your size. We send you a sweatsuit. It was velour. Wow. It was awesome. Did Man, it have like,
1: like this the show logo on it or nothing, anything? Or, okay. Nothing. It
2: was just like you know, it was like a knockoff Italian thing. It had stripes <laughs> down the legs. <laughs> but it was velour. What color? What color? It was dark gray. Ooh. So it was almost a did light black. Did you ever wear it light out? Black. Never did. Made Why? fun of it for a while and oh. probably pitched it to Goodwill. But that is how we do Let's Make a Deal. I'm going to play that game again. Well yes. done, say Well done. Uh, And again, we do have dual winners today. The Super Bowl is upon us. I don't know if we talked about it at length last show, but I have a definite, I have a concrete winner for you all. Concrete. I've been doing my evaluation, and I've got on the phone, and I've talked to Philadelphia, <laughs> and I talked to Kansas City, and I'm going to go into this. We've got some best bets coming up. Not bet, not overall bets. I mean, those, you know, hook bets, nothing like that. But we got some all-time greats coming up, and I just wanted to talk to you about that first. Kansas City, folks. Kansas City, folks. Has what it takes and will slow down the Nick Sirianni train wow. in the Super Bowl. I'm putting that down right now. If you don't agree with me, you can find me at Hey Gorman on Twitter, Mayte Colts, also on Twitter at Lara Overton, at JJ Stankovitz, at Mayte Colts. But I am telling you guys right now, I can't bet on it because I'm in the NFL. But if I could, it'd be a <laughs> it'd be a mortgage bet.
1: Wow. Would that result on you again appearing on the game show Debt. Yeah, you're going to
2: go well, back to yeah. yes, the it would. Well hey, done. Here's, here's Jeffrey Gorman, Jeffrey. and well I don't done. know football. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, though. So, Kansas City, guys, I'm just sorry. There's too much going on right now. The mystique of Andy Reid, the freshness of Nick Ceriani,
3: wow. the freshness
2: of Jalen Hurts. It's the old schoolyard bully. They have been there for years, and now they got the new kid on the block trying yeah. to knock him off. I'm sorry, guys, it ain't happening. What was it how
0: three, about, three about, Super Bowls in five years? Right. How yeah. about,
5: by the way, one of the first things Andy Reid did upon getting to Kansas City was fire Nick Sirianni, dumping Nick Sirianni from the coaching staff. Goodbye, yeah. Yeah. Nick, Sir- Nick Sirianni. Said it. He was like. I'd be lying if I didn't have a chip on my shoulder yeah. about that. Like, right. of course you do. All right. Assault yeah, is- Nick
1: Sirianni is the type of guy who has a chip on his shoulder about just about everything. Like there is something that happened to Nick Sirianni in high school that he's mm-hmm. still carrying with him. Did you see his parents interviewed after the NFC championship? <laughs> and uh, they were talking about, they were interviewed by a local station and uh, his mom was like, yeah, he was pretty cock- cocky as a kid. And it's just hilarious. Like wasn't always the best liked by the opposing teams uh, when he was growing up playing football there.
2: Oh, <laughs> Alright, here we go. Uh, Super Bowl best. And good job, Nick Seriani. Good job, Andy Reid. I think both of those guys will be around for a while. Andy Reid, walk-in Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. I want to talk about some Super Bowl best right now. Okay, best. Who did it best at the Super Bowl? I always go over this every year we do these podcasts, and I'm I'm sticking to this. I believe that the Three Stooges were one of the first <laughs> acts at the halftime of the first Super Bowl. And I'd like Casey Valier when he gets a minute to look that up. I swear to God. Like I in think,
0: 1969 I or think, seven.
2: I think it was the Three Stooges. No,
0: it was like a marching band or a guy Bam. that was wearing a but rocket. No, Snopes
5: like- false. Oh really? They liter There literally is a fact check. Did the Three Stooges perform during the first Super Bowl halftime show? Go on down. There's a big X. False. Why, did you, th- why did you think that? I've
1: just been on that tip for about 10 years now. <laughs> That's that the most like...
5: benign conspiracy Wait, theory are, ever, though. What are
1: the other things that Jeffrey's believed for entirely know, too no, long no, that we kidding. can disprove <laughs> on this podcast? The, <laughs> the first Super
5: Bowl halftime show, fans were treated to the spectacle of 300 pigeons, performances by the University of Arizona and Grambling State marching bands at a flying demonstration from the Bel Air Rocketmen.
0: Yeah, he wow. was like, yeah, I was a guy in a rocket ship or something, right? That's what I remember. Go
2: on, keep reading. Remember when keep you watched reading. the NFL Okay, but I'm, I'm scrolling oh, down. John there. There's an excerpt from a book. and Larry Fine in his autobiography, uh-huh. and Larry is Larry, the guy with the hair and the three stooges, wrote that he was part of that first act. So, I mean, come on, guys.
5: Yeah, but, but it wasn't uh, a three stooges. This act. is a very long explanation of why the three stooges did not perform at Super Bowl one. <laughs> here we go. You no. can Google it if you want. I, I can't read you the whole thing. It's extremely we're give, long.
2: We're gonna give me the go ahead on that one, and because of the controversy <laughs> with Larry Fine, I'm right in this case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give me the W on that Come one.
2: Come on, Lara, here we go. Who's saying the best Super Bowl national anthem? There's only one, so go ahead. You can say it. The Queen.
1: That's it. 1991. There it is. White yes. tracksuits. Oh, yes. love that White headbands. Great yes. hair. Yes. Yes. Whitney Houston, not overly produced, not overly orchestrated. The purity of the voice. May we have a
0: minute. 100%. Right in the backdrop, you got the start of the Persian Gulf War. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I could not agree with you more, Lair. I mean, this is, the, the simplicity of this oh, is gosh. what makes Listen it, it great. Plus the voice and <clears> the performance. But I mean, if you ever go to a like a wednesday night jv basketball game or like a saturday morning cyo <laughs> cadet, is this what they're playing cadet, this is the rec- this up? is the version this serious? is the recording they all 100% you always hear this
2: oh you're serious oh yeah no they, they still always play play play, they
0: always play eighth this one grade basketball game 100% growing up i heard this before a contest maybe 100 times wow, what a songbird 100% <sighs> yeah
5: this i went is the back goat. and
1: watched it before this podcast this is the it's, GOAT. it's yeah, unbelievable yeah i, had, I mean see,
5: I had I had the opposite. I had Mayte watching Roseanne Barr sing <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> that podcast there. game
0: that oh, no. <laughs> Which is like our Tuesday night in July out <gasps> in San Diego. Oh, but it's not goodness. Roseanne's it's
2: fault. You hired Roseanne to sing that thing. So whatever team hired <laughs> her. You, you the knew the what you were getting. It's <laughs> like, you know, hey, we're going to. Oh, say can you sing <laughs> for the early life? What's a party
3: oh. we have <laughs> at the dry last week. They played the
0: Reds in this game, too, by the way. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Everyone, if you're still with us on this podcast, <laughs> God bless you. Love it, man. Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> it's not her fault. It's it whoever I thought that was a good idea. I also hope someone's listening to
5: this podcast at, like, two times the speed. I know.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. What that sounded like. I
5: don't know if that was the case. All
2: right. Let's go. Who had the best halftime show performance? Mate, Jay, I'm going to you first on that.
0: Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Super really? Bowl 50. Yes. We'd,
1: I just went back and watched that one today. That yeah. was good. That Beyonce, was good. Beyonce, Bruno good. Mars,
0: Followed by, to no one's shock, Tom Petty. And right. the heartbreakers. Okay. Remember you had the fallout and the overreaction from the uh Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson fiasco. So then you had like the Who and Bruce Springsteen and the Rolling Stones and Tom Petty. That yeah, was like
1: Senior Citizens era. Yeah, uh, show. it wasn't show. for
0: everybody, but you talk <laughs> about the simplicity. It's a rock show. Super Bowl forty two.
1: Super Bowl halftime show brought to you by AARP. Oh, oh come on now. <laughs> but,
0: you know, they they lead off with American Girl, but I I think number one's gotta be Prince. I think those those are my top three, but number one's got to be Prince.
1: Lara? Last year. Yep. Jays is with me on this. It was Dr. Dre, Snoop, Mary, Jay, 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar, unbeatable. Unbelievable. That takes the cake all time. Nothing comes close to it. You're out in L.A. It's the first Super Bowl at SoFi. It was so California and so West Coast. And it was those guys doing it as good as they were doing it mm-hmm. 25 years ago. Like, they are proved they are still in their prime so much nostalgia for like a you know 90s little lara growing up like Mm -hmm. bumping california love (laughs) you know thinking i got swagger like absolutely and i mean like snoop i i I, you know
5: you know you know spotify gives you those year-end raps yeah and it's like what were your most listened to songs this year and because of the super bowl mine were like the next episode forgot about dre still D R E. Um, uh, uh, family Affair. After, months, right? after was, the Super Bowl last year, that's awesome. I was bumping those songs Absolutely. like all year because yes. of the Super Bowl. All
0: nice. the way into June. And
2: yeah. by the way, Dr. Dre like has a Lifetime Award named after him at the Grammys now or something. Does he? The other night, yeah, oh. hey, how many how many
0: Super Bowls have you been to?
2: Oh, half a dozen.
0: Okay. How, how how different is the halftime show in person versus what we see
2: on television? I enjoy it from the TV. I mean, it, it, I just do. Is it I'm better? It. It, it, no, because I, I mean, like when I saw Prince, I was up in you know in the not in the nosebleeds, but we were up watching the show, which was great. But at the same time, I was looking up at the monitors more than I was, mm-hmm. you know, looking at this thing to watch it. And the rain was coming down. It was incredible. And also also with the Who when we get, when the Saints beat us. I mean, that that yeah. was pretty cool. We ended up going to the uh, – I'm privy to that one because we ended up getting in with Ursay to go watch Soundcheck the day before. Oh, that's with, cool. With the Who at oh, the stadium. Cool. So it was really cool that way. I mean, a special memory on that, seeing these legends up there. But, all right, I, I'm agreeing with everybody. There is no disagreement because they're knocking it out. And Rihanna, really quick, Rihanna this year,
1: along oh. with who? Oh, Jeffrey was oh. not here. Oh. Jeffrey was not here for my rant on this. Ray. <laughs> Ray oh, man. Ray. Ray? I'm, I have, like, predictions, like very strong predictions. I don't want to take up any more time, but you and I, we can have a debrief session on exactly what I think is going as to long As long as she sings, I
2: think they got diamonds. I
3: diamond. All right, oh guys. Oh, my God.
1: But you're saying Woo. who's coming out with her? Yeah, I mean, I you think, know. I think got Drake. It. Yep. So, Drake. Okay, here's, like, a little Easter egg here. Yeah, bring it up. So, Drake, Drake just released an NFL collection. His line is OVO, and there's an OVO NFL collab that just launched last week. I think that that is a, a little hint that he could make an appearance because he and Rihanna have so many epic songs together. So I think maybe we get a little drizzy out there. Drake?
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of words that I don't understand. I, I'm, 100, what you just said. I'm 100% with Lara because I got yeah. that email from NFL Communications about Drake's. Uh, you know, clothing mm-hmm. brand, partnering yeah. with the NFL. And I'm like, well, he's definitely showing up at the Super Bowl now in one of those jackets.
2: I've seen uh, DJ Khaled at every celebration, I mean, from gardening to barbecues to everything.
1: <laughs> so he's probably going to show all up I do is stage. All he does is win. That's what I mean.
2: So DJ Khaled will probably be there, right?
1: Uh, I kind of think Calvin Harris um, what, former
2: wide receiver with the Cowboys.
5: <laughs> <laughs> First That's Way back in the day. That's way back. Look that up. I think I got that. Tony right. Romo's pass complete to number eleven, Calvin Harris. Well, Calvin Harris. Game <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Here's an end around to Calvin Harris. All right.
2: How about this one, guys? We can go back to this, but really quick, the most exciting play. Think about this. Oh. You're a kid. You're in your, you know, your teens. You're in you know, whatever, this whenever one... it is. Give me the most exciting play in Super Bowl history.
1: To me. David Tyree's helmet catch. Ooh. Yeah, Gi- yeah. The Giants over the Patriots. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like under, that, under
0: two minutes. Yes. Right? That Patriots was, are up like four. Because I,
1: I also think that that was like a, a pivotal time for me when I actually like really started to be locked in and I was watching like football. And, you know, it was at that point where I was a total junkie and was totally in on this, even though Colts weren't in it, but I'm heavily invested because now I'm rooting for Eli because, you know, God forbid the Patriots win, right? Right, right? So now I'm invested because of that. I'm super locked in. That was just one of those moments where I'm like that was that will never be done again, right? <laughs> that situation so, that catch.
5: So I have two and I I thought Lara was gonna go with the Philly special so I had a backup. that was okay? mine so we okay you so, the most
0: exciting play yeah. or Okay so entertaining you, play it was the
5: Philly special you, you take the Philly special, take. I'm gonna say folks here know I grew up in Chicago. So we had a big Super Bowl party for the Colts Bears Super Bowl. Everyone's over Hester. in my parents' basement.
0: Hester and Devin Hester kick uh, yep,
5: and my dad had just bought a brand new HD HD TV. It was like, all right, Bears are in the Super Bowl. We're getting an HD TV. And Hester takes that kick back, places up for grabs, and it went downhill from there. I would say, <laughs> right, right, and right. It was it was like you know a strong peak and then a steady downhill for the rest of the game. Uh, and at the end of the night. You know, everyone's filing out, oh, it's oh, the Super Bowl. And my grandpa goes to my dad. He pats him on the shoulder and goes, Well, it was a nice TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys still have that on t shirts, right? It, yeah. was a, it was a it nice TV. It was a TV. nice
5: TV. All
2: right, let me it throw It was a good try. Let me throw one at you guys. Uh, how about James Harrison? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Against the Cardinals? You never know. Was he going to go down? Was yeah. he going to keep yeah. rumbling, yeah. stumbling, dumbling? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of fun. That was, uh, and, and, and one of the first ones I thought of was Hester. And I'm on the flip side of that. But you talk about exciting. You're like, let's go! And then you're like, big ball game. You see the (laughs) lights go on. It's like, okay, why are they kicking in? him? (laughs) Okay, he's got it at the 10. Okay, why is he?
5: Yeah, exactly. That cut that he made. Oh, oh my my God! Yeah, yeah,
2: that was great. That was one of them. I love it. There's so many to pick. I mean, we could have some listeners that are out there, like the Lynn Swan catch and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like back in 78. But, you know, but the Super Bowl and the NFL once again is – King. Okay, I've got a random thought of the week. It's boring. It's nothing big. There Let's was go. there was one that I was going to say, but I'm just going to say a statement and then have my random thought. Like when you say uh, uh, a classic movie of all time, like uh, uh, you know, give me a, give me a classic. Godfather. I haven't seen the Godfather. Why? Really? See, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, like I've seen The Godfather, but my point is okay. what I'm trying oh, to say I is haven't. it's like, hey, um, <laughs> yeah, that's believable. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what was it? It's a, even a Paul Rudd movie or something you mentioned. It. It's like, oh, that sounds funny. I've never seen it. You've, You've never, never seen it. Yeah. You've never yeah. seen Clues. What are you talking about? Wait, wait, stop your steps right now. Look at me in the eye. You've never seen it. Like those type of people. That's mm-hmm. one of my random thoughts, but it doesn't hold any juice. As. It's falling apart in front of me right now, but that's one of my <laughs> random. Pe- we have a lot but of those you moments. You don't enjoy we, when people do that to no, you. No, cost me because I haven't seen yeah.
1: like. And we have a lot know? of those moments kind of within our department because we have such a great group that mm-hmm. we all work with, and there's a lot of times that conversations like that come up. So I have those instances I feel like all the time right. where we were sitting at lunch yesterday, and I was just completely accosted because I didn't understand <laughs> euchre. I don't know how to play euchre. I so, know. Like, was I like know. Like yeah. A, yeah. You don't know. I- how like this and that. I'm like I it's so easy to, yeah it's I'm like, like I'm not gonna I, I don't, fight you, you quit
2: yeah. beating me I'm yeah so, I don't need to be I berated over like... I haven't seen Schindler's List I'm yeah. sorry I just I, was, I read Warren yeah, Peace. I was just busy I guess all right but my, I didn't want to my random thought of the week it was uh it's boring and it was something that I got from social media we can stick to Indiana but I want to stick to national and uh JJ probably out of this um <laughs> You're <laughs> probably not in this because it's the best hamburger that you can get on site. I mean, that's it. Whether you're in Phoenix, whether you're in L.A., whether you're in Indianapolis, on Mass Avenue, it doesn't oh, matter. It doesn't matter. Strong thought. Stro- I know. I'm, but there is a best hamburger out there. Working Man's. Grill the Working hairline. Man's. That's it. I mean, something like that. That's a great burger. We can go local, but we we are. I'm, I'm, I'm going outside Nashville. The reason I say you may not be in there is because you're boiled beef tendencies as well as steamed <laughs> ham. I'm sure you're steamed. That's a, a Simpsons Steamed <laughs> <bit. laughs>
5: <And laughs> ham. And actually, that is a bit
2: that I have. Yeah, it <laughs> is. But so I just want to throw it, it out Seymour. to this group. If you're in Indiana or you're wherever, where are you getting the best burger on for, for your buck? Not, hey, it's a great deal, nothing like that. I want the best tasting thing that you put in your mouth that's called a hamburger. Where is it, guys? Well, hmm. oh, like on so, demand, so, like, uh, so I d- can
0: get it in Indianapolis, but bro, I can get it Nashville. I'll have it
2: to you from here at 2 o'clock type of the thing. <laughs> what a deal. We'll fly it over private. Whatever. I'll have you the best hamburger. If you got to go to California for it, if you got to go to, you know, Whitestown for it,
1: it doesn't matter. It's just so, where is it? uh, We're Working Man's friend is hands down. That's your first. That's, that's, that's your is, That is mine. You my, and Tucker are saying, is, hey. So, yeah, I, I was actually thinking about Working Man's last night. Really? I really was because I was thinking about is there a day that I can call Tucker and get out of work a little bit early and tell him to meet me at Working Man's and do like a – Late afternoon burger with the cha- frosty chalice of, mm-hmm. of beer, you yeah. know, next to it. Here's the key with cash only. French. Cash only. You gotta, though. you've got to eliminate the middle bun. You just go straight meat on meat on the do double. You cheeseburger take it out do. or do you take? You just tell them. You, you tell just the tell, the tell them no middle bun. Yeah, yeah, they'll do it. Yes, that's okay, the pro tip man. right there. I'll also say this is super random. If you ever find yourself in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Fayetteville, there is a little kind of like downstairs basement bar near campus. Called Hugo's.
2: Hugo's.
1: And I'm actually going to Fayetteville in a couple of weeks. Hugo's burgers are You're top notch. One? I love them. Oh, man, they're so good. It, it's the best. Uh, All right, local I love feel. It. Local yeah. feel
2: at L.O. we got Working Man's. We've got Hugo's. That, those are local j- burger joints. Yep. JJ, hold your thought. Mate, uh-huh. T- where are you going? Best burger I've ever had
0: in my life yeah, go ahead. is uh, this past December in Minnesota. Got a Juicy Lucy at a oh, hole in the wall, yeah. hole in the wall burger place in Minneapolis. Really, and uh, they put the cheese inside the burger.
3: Nice. And okay. I had
0: uh, blue cheese burger with some fixings on it and oh. a little crumble of uh onions and uh, you know some some other some other good Any toppings on it. Bacon bits on little, there little or special sauce they had? Wow, uh, probably the best See, burger I've ever stumbled
2: had. On it. You just just
1: walked. Across. It's famous. It's it's Minnesota. Yeah, about so, yeah. for the about about juicy there.
0: juicy Lucy's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. concept juicy. I've never experienced, but. It, it lived up to the hype.
5: Double J, go for it. So I had to go through my Instagram archive because there is a spot. The <laughs> only senior bowl I went to, I've covered, was in 2018 down in Mobile. And we went to a place. It's called Calligan's Irish Social Club in Mobile, Alabama. One of the best burgers I've ever had. Really? Right there, yep. huh? Okay. I, it was so. It was one of those where, like, you eat it and you're just like, man, that was a really good burger. There's nothing, nothing fancy about it. It was just, ah, oh, shoot, that was a really good burger. So if I ever make it back down to Mobile. I'm going back there and I'm getting that burger. The people from Five Guys, the representatives Uh, from
2: Shake Shack, the the In-N-Out people. I'll Um, say, if you're
1: going like a chain, if you're going chain, I'll take Shake Shack all day. See, I mean, like, I'm
2: with you on that. It's, yeah. it's a Culver's. It's, I, I like Culver's. it.
1: You Culver's. like that butter oh, bun. That's, that's disgusting. Oh, Get that oh, trash oh. custard oh, out God. of here. Oh, my God. I, I'm
0: not eating the custard. I'm eating the burger. How about the uh, it's burger, just, no? It's,
1: it's all just laden with lard and, and butter. Like Wait, just, wait, wait. You and like I butter. are going
2: to lunch today at Culver's. You're not eating? No
1: pass, thanks. How about that, Lara? Yeah, all good. Wow. X'd out of the Culver's. Nope, I'm, I'm good on some Culver's. Hey, I
2: love it. I'm with you on Shake Shake. I'm with, you know, there's in and out There's Whataburger. There's Five Guys. There's all this stuff. There's change. There's not change. Go out and have a burger this weekend. We got, you know, <laughs> got stuff going on Eat here. a cow, would you? Absolutely. <laughs> Super Bowl coming up. I'm not talking about eating and what we're doing, but, you know, chicken wings and chips will be on the thing. I don't need to get in that with anybody. Have a safe one. Watch this game. Continue to watch Colts.com for the latest, uh, you know, that of uh, this Colts head coaching search. Five Follow Matt Taylor on Twitter at Maytay Colts, JJ Stankovitz at JJ Stankovitz and at Lara Overton. Appreciate our friends at WinBet helping us out with this as usual. You can find out more of what's going on here. Don't forget, we got the audio network. We got a lot of great stuff coming up here. The Free Agent Tracker Podcast are back this week. Coming up later this week, we're going to examine free agency profiles of Ashton Doolin, Bobby Okereke, as both players hit unrestricted free agency this offseason. Also, we got the last word. Don't forget, that's Maytay and I Friday night, 6 p.m. on 935-1075 5, 5, the fan. It'll also be available on demand on Colts.com, Colts Mobile app, and the Colts Audio Network. Guys, I had fun. Enjoy your burgers. Enjoy the game. Lara, be careful at Working Man's Matt. Uh, J.J. Stankovitz, enjoy stuff down at Assembly Hall this week. I know you're going to see the Pinstripes play somebody, so have fun.
0: <laughs> the but, Yankees are playing? <laughs> and,
2: uh, no, the Candy Kings. <laughs> candy, candy, no, can- candy, candy Stripes, the said, yeah. yeah. A lot of IU going on. Sorry, guys. Hey, we're going to do it next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl festivities and the game. We'll talk to you then.